Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hi there, I'm Claire Murphy. This is Mamma Mia's daily news podcast, The Quickie, and today we're prepping Sydney Swifties for their era's experience as the singers' fans descend on the second Australian city to host the show from tonight. But before we get our friendship bracelets on, here's what's going on in the world Friday, February 23. Investigators are searching for missing former Channel 10 reporter and AFL goal umpire Jesse Baird and his boyfriend, Qantas flight attendant Luke Davies, who vanished from Mr Baird's Sydney apartment, possessions belonging to both men found in a skip bin 30 kilometres away. Neighbours say they heard shouting coming from the Paddington chair house on Monday, but it was not reported to police. When officers arrived at the address later in the week, they found a significant amount of blood. Detectives saying their inquiries have led them to believe a third person may be involved. Photos from both men's social media show they attended the Pink concert last week and believe that Mr Baird's WhatsApp account was active as late as Tuesday night, with police now searching for fellow New South Wales police officer Bo Lamar, who may be able to assist them with their investigation. The mother of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who died while in prison last week, has accused authorities of planning to bury her son's body in secret without a funeral. Ludmilla says Russian investigators want this to be done secretly with no farewell and that they want to bring her to the edge of the cemetery to a fresh grave and say, here lies your son. She says she doesn't agree to this. Russian investigators have not responded to the accusations posted on YouTube overnight. The 47-year-old died suddenly in an Arctic penal colony last week. His family, broader team and many world leaders are convinced he was murdered by the Russian regime. Navalny's aide saying the death certificate says he died of natural causes, but Navalny's mother claims they're keeping his body from her so they can cover up his true cause of death. Taylor Swift liked one of her Sydney experiences so much, she took her boyfriend Travis Kelsey there right after he landed in Australia yesterday. Swift was spotted at Sydney Zoo on Wednesday enjoying the Aussie wildlife. She was then seen returning to the park yesterday with Travis, the pair holding hands as the keepers explain the exhibits. Swift's first Sydney show will kick off tonight at Olympic Park with tens of thousands of fans expected to file into a core stadium to watch the three-hour show. The Guinness Book of Records has revoked the title of world's oldest dog that it awarded Bobby, who died last year, saying they've found no conclusive evidence that the Portuguese canine had lived to more than 31. Veterinarians had raised doubts over Bobby's age. The record book, launching a formal review last month into whether Bobby, who'd spent his entire life in a village in central Portugal, had in fact broken the age record set by an Australian cattle dog that had lived to be 29. They had used microchipping data to prove Bobby's age, but it turned out the 
chipping process didn't require proof of age of the dog prior to 2008, leaving the record book with no definitive proof that Bobby's 31 years is correct. And without that, they would have to revoke the title. That's the latest from the Quickie Newsroom. Next, it's time, Sydney. Taylor Swift is ready to take to the stage. And we have all the inside info from the Melbourne shows to make sure you have the very best Swifty experience possible. The vibe from those who attended Taylor Swift's Melbourne Eras Tour shows was that it was nothing short of life-changing. I went to Melbourne Night 2 of the Eras Tour and I knew I was going to like it, but I did not know that it would literally change my body chemistry. Like, I woke up this morning, I am, nothing's wrong with me, nothing. I went into the Taylor Swift concert, ADHD, anxiety, it's gone. She just plucked it out of my head. I have never focused on anything so hard in my entire life. Three and a half, four hours, I was just locked in and something changed within me. I'm a different person. Like, if you took my DNA out, it's different. That's comedian Maddie Weeks. Co-host of the Taylor Swift podcast Ready For It, Kirsten Plug says she's the opposite. She's feeling down now that that night is over. A little bit depressed now that it's over. There was such a big lead up that I'm sad that it's come to an end, but I'm lucky enough to be going in Sydney again. So I can't complain. It was life changing though. It was amazing. I've honestly never seen anything like it. It wasn't just 96,000 people at a show. It was 96,000 people up on their feet, singing every single word. It was such a wholesome experience and it really felt like community. And so that's why when, you know, people try to sort of bring the Swifties down and say, oh, I don't get the appeal or whatever, I think it's just a bit silly because it's just, yeah, it was overwhelmingly joyous and fun and it felt like we were all sharing in it together. But Kirsten's also one of the Swifties who's come under fire this week from radio host, former AFL player Cameron Ling, who says those who go to more than one Taylor Swift concert and post about it online are being selfish. Don't flaunt it, though. Rub it in people's faces. Yeah, Yeah. don't put it out on social media. You know what you are? You are a flog. But Kirsten isn't phased by the anger, even if she does feel for those who couldn't go. I do feel a little bit guilty, to be honest, but I took a lot of planning and I just feel very lucky. But no, I don't believe in hiding it either. I think if you're lucky enough to go more than once, then that's fine. But yeah, we can't all go, unfortunately. But whether it's your first time or your second or your third, Swifties will be heading en masse to Acor Stadium at Olympic Park tonight. And there are a few things you probably need to know before you get there. Firstly, don't rely on having mobile phone reception or 4 or 5G. Clear out your phone's memory to make room for video because you might not be able to get it to save to the cloud. Make sure your battery's fully charged or take a power bank to top up if you need, but only a small one. It can't be bigger than the phone itself. If your ticket is on your email or in your Ticketek app, download it before you go to make sure you have the barcode ready for scanning at the gate. If it's in your Apple wallet, you can just tap it. If you want to get merch, get in early. There's been stalls around the ground for the past few days already, with thousands of Swifties already queuing up to grab a hoodie or a tee. So if you can, drop in this morning from 9am well before the concert. Do that or, Kirsten says, there is one other opportune merch buying moment. Between Sabrina and Taylor, there were no lines at the merch stands. So highly recommend going there if you're trying to get a T-shirt because we got one straight away. 
Acor Stadium suggests leaving your bag at home to make it easier for the security screening of somewhere around 80,000 people on the way in tonight. But if you must take one, it's got to be smaller than 30 by 40 centimetres. You can bring your own food and drink, but you can't bring alcohol and nothing in glass or in a can. You can also bring a camera, but not one that would be considered a professional setup, like one with interchangeable lenses. And of course, you also can't bring a drone or a selfie stick or your laptop or tablet. The weather, unfortunately, is not going to be ideal for an outdoor event like this tonight. Sorry, folks, there are showers and possible thunderstorms expected in Sydney, so pack a poncho. It's going to be loud, very loud. James Wrigley posted this video from the suburb adjoining the MCG in Melbourne when Taylor's concert kicked off last weekend. He's out on his balcony and the sound coming from the venue is epic. So if that's what it's like from a few kilometres away, imagine what it's going to be like inside. With some Melbourne Swifties saying you might want to chuck some earmuffs or plugs into your bag if you've got sensitive ears and don't want to walk out with them ringing. Kirsten says to keep an ear out for little surprises throughout the night too, as Taylor likes to share a bunch of secrets with her fans. I was lucky enough to be there on night one and she made a little announcement just as she sat down for her piano surprise song. She revealed that uh, there was an alternative cover for the upcoming album, The Tortured Poets Department, and also revealed the title of a new song as well called The Bolter. So a lot of people are sort of thinking that Joe might be the bolter or did she bolt from the relationship? What could it mean? But it's definitely in the theme that this upcoming album is going to be the big breakup album. I also heard her say that we can just refer to that album as Tortured Poets. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. She's called it Tortured Poets, so it makes it a little bit like less of a mouthful. When you're actually in the stadium, really you had to learn all of the responses that people give in the crowd to those songs. Did everyone really get into the theme of that? They really did. There was one in Delicate in particular where they go, one, two, three, let's go, bitch. And it was deafening. It was so much fun. And all those little bits just made it hilarious and yeah, just so much fun. So a lot of talk has happened around Taylor Swift's dad, commonly referred to as Papa Swift (laughs) from Around the Traps. (laughs) He's done so many lovely things for people in the crowd. Is that normal for him? Did we know before these Australian shows that he would maybe surprise people with different tickets or my friends filmed him filming the entire show like he's never seen his daughter do this a thousand times already on his phone. He's there like such a dad recording it like he's going to show it to her later or something. Like it's just (laughs) so sweet. Do we know much about, you know, Papa Swift's involvement in these shows before this? You know, we've always known that her team and her family have been incredibly supportive and very much like to reward super fans with these experiences. But I've never known the depth of or the lengths that Papa Swift goes to at the shows itself to sort of give people these above and beyond experiences. I think he's really like Santa Claus at a concert because if you see him coming in your direction, you're likely to get a seat upgrade or a guitar pick. Some fans that were invited to the VIP tent received handwritten letters from Taylor, so it was all planned in advance. He often chooses the person that will get the bowler hat during the 22 song. But, yeah, he's like the ears to a Santa. Just, yeah, keep an eye out for him in the crowd because you never know. 
How has Taylor kind of Australianised these gigs? Because, I mean, she likes to give a little bit of something to every country that she goes to. I was watching an interview where she'd learned some Japanese to make sure she can address her Japanese crowd. And, you know, did she Australianise the show at all? She did a little bit. So especially in her speeches, she makes the speeches really personal to the city that she's in. So she really talked about how special these 96,000 people crowds were in in Melbourne and that they were record-breaking for her and that, you know, she has such an affinity for the country. And everyone says that, right, when they're playing in Australia, that they love it here, but it felt really genuine from Taylor. And there was another little bit as well during We Are Never Getting Back Together. One of her backup dancers, Cam, he gets to do a little bit of a spoken word every night. She does the bit where she's like, we're never getting back together, like ever. And she hands the microphone to him and he went, like, no. So it's the little Aussie nuggets in there just to keep us guessing. While it is pretty warm when you get there, many Melbourne Swifties said the walk home was very cold, so make sure you have a jumper. And Kirsten says, also think of your poor feet. I would say expect to be sore the next day. I had felt like I ran a marathon. It's three and a half hours. You think you might sit down in the slower songs, but no, I was on my feet the entire time, loving every second of it, but I paid the price the next day. So sparkly but sensible shoes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this isn't a really popular opinion I'm finding, but I would say to ditch the cowboy boots and go for some shoes that you know are going to be there for you because, I, yeah, I was so sore. My feet killed me the next day and I was just in, like, Spice Girls platform runners. So, so definitely be comfy so that nothing stops you enjoying the moment. We opted to head to a pub afterwards and just let the crowd dissipate. So highly recommend grabbing a drink if you can. But I also think it's just knowing that the crowds are going to be massive. It is a bit of the price we pay for an event like this and just to be patient and be kind. I've seen a lot of people online saying, you know, not to keep taking in fluids so that you don't have to pee, but don't do that. Make sure you're looking after yourself. You don't want to, you know, pass out because of dehydration and miss half the show. If the price is missing three or four minutes because you've got to run to the bathroom, do it. Make sure you're taking in lots of fluids, drink lots because it's a big night. See you there. Gates will open just after 4pm, but with reserved seating, it seems there's no major rush, so you can get there before 6 when Sabrina Carpenter, the support act, begins. Thanks for hanging out with us today, Swifties. Have fun tonight and over the weekend. We hope you get your fill of Taylor Swift community while you're there. But keep an eye out for the other special guest joining the Sydney crowd. For this show, I'm going as a bit of a Chiefs fan. Travis might show up for the Sydney show, so... Yeah, I've got my jersey on just in preparation. Travis touched down in Sydney just after 9am yesterday on Taylor's private jet that keen-eyed fans who follow the plane's trips online saw had flown to Honolulu recently. It was to pick up her man. And he brought his mate, former NFL player Ross Travis, with him. The Quickies produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Jacob Round. <laughs> 